You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. Pro sports, pro sports, aren't what they used to be in the season of COVID-19. Bumble playoffs, basketball, hockey, and no fans at the MLB. But when you're talking football, hard-hitting football, you know we talk that shit all night. Cause there's still those same old drunk-ass fanboys who never get their runtime tight. You, 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 you see, the heart of the sportscast is still beating. Cause PJ and TM are still breathing. Now the other sports can go back a seating. Cause the heart of the sportscast, heart of the sportscast is still beating. Detroit Jersey. Bum, bum, bum. TM, welcome everybody to the Binge Sportscast. That was weird. What happened? I'm PJ. That right there is TM. TM, what's going on, man? Ah, uh, what's happening, bro? I'm excited. Baseball is in the air. We've got 70-degree weather. I grilled our dinner tonight. Two vaccination shots. Things are feeling normal again. Yes, yes. And I didn't tell you, TM, last week, as you are telling me how you're not supposed to drink before you get vaccinated, Mm. I literally went the next morning after our podcast and had my first shot. So. Don't worry, I blacked out two nights of three on the weekend before a Monday shot, so it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. COVID yeah. loves the alcohol. That's uh, but with that, TM, so um, very special week here. Not only is it Jim Nance week. Yes. It also is the start of baseball, both Major League, as we started late last week or since our last show, as well as I told you, TM, I was coaching Little League Baseball or, or Youth Baseball this week. And mm-hmm. then you just so happened to bless us with this nugget of information. Do you want to you give everybody what we're doing tonight? Yes, today is such a special day in movie um, baseball movie history as on this date, which we're recording on the 7th. Um, You'll be listening on the 8th. So April 7th, uh, 1989 was the date Major League was released. And April 7th, 1993 was the day The Sandlot was released. Uh, For those of you that have been listening to us the whole time or for the last few years know both those movies are huge, way up on our top 10. Huge. Baseball movies, huge movies, uh, just huge. And uh, we've done a commentary. You could seek it out on BingeMedia.com. No, nope, no, nope, nope. don't, go, don't go find it. No, no. Yes, you must find it, actually, after that reaction. <laughs> I have some of it here, but I'll, uh, I'll play it. Alex from The Big Show, uh, one of our bosses, and PJ and myself did that commentary. Absolutely hilarious. PJ sings. We get really drunk and just enjoy the shit out of that film. 
That's for for major league. I think I talked over you before, just in case I didn't yes, go that's through for the major league commentary, right? Yes. But uh, the Sandlot, we have never gotten around to doing a commentary for, so uh, we're gonna do one tonight. Yeah, and I think, like you said, I think this movie was in both of our top tens. Um, this major league, and then the other one, uh, which we've also talked about, uh, which will come at a later date, but a league of their own. I would argue that are probably the three best, at least in my opinion, the three best baseball movies. Fuck Field of Dreams. Sorry, TM, but um, mm-hmm. I uh, I really enjoy them all for different reasons. Um, um, yeah, I think uh, League of Their Own is going to be one we do for binge-cast commentaries with Pete. Um, don't say fuck Feel the Dreams. Feel the Dreams is unbelievable. Um, and Eight Men Out's another one that I that's think what I, very highly of. And I've rewatched recently, and it, it, it really holds up maybe. <laughs> all these movies, all these baseball movies hold up, which is incredible because they're all old as hell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, we're talking almost 30, 30 years. Yeah, 32 years for Major League. Um, Major League. And this one's 18, uh, 28 years. 28 years. I watched this. I threw it on for my kid who's too young to understand. And I sat there mesmerized by this film, like, oh, this film just start to finish, like, no, remembering every moment of it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's I guess with that, TM, so let's get started. We will be hitting – uh, throughout the commentary, as we typically do, we don't really talk about the movie as much, but uh, we will be recapping what happened this past weekend. Not to timestamp it, but what are we going to do? Uh, NCAA uh, Final Four and Championship game. And then, as I mentioned off the top, we, in Jim Nance week, it is, as you're listening to this, Masters weekend. And we will get into that as well. Uh, but with that, let's just kind of kick this off, TM, and, and, and get it started. So we are watching the same copy. It's an hour, 41 minutes, and seven seconds. We are starting right before the old school 20th century Fox or whatever it is, 20th century logo um, fades in from black. And with that, uh, I will say three, two, one, and we'll go. You ready, TM? Yes, sir. All right, three, two, one, go. And I will keep it on in the background, so hopefully you can hear it a little bit um, just to follow along, or if you're not listening, uh, at least hearing a little bit of it. Um, so I, I guess, TM, so we were talking a little bit pre-show. Uh, some people have an idea of your baseball, uh, youth baseball, as we've talked before on the show, but... Obviously, college baseball player, for anybody that doesn't know, TM over here. What was your experience like growing up, not obviously in the 60s, but with youth youth baseball? Uh, you know, five years old, you play t-ball, uh, five, five and six-year-old t-ball, seventh and eighth minor league, and then hopefully, you know, when you're nine, you make little league. Little league is the big deal in my town. It's got the first field with the fence, um, scoreboard, dugouts, the whole, all that. You know, felt really pr- announcer, all, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, baseball was everything to me when I was a kid. Mets won the '86 World Series. Lenny Dykstra, you know. That guy's a mess now, but he was my idol. I wanted to play like him. Always got my uniform dirty. Played center field. I threw lefty. Unfortunately, I batted righty. Um, but my 
Little League team won the nineteen ninety town series. Woo! So that will forever be in great. A lot of memories from that year, and I can remember moments in games. I mean, I still run into people at bars, and we still talk about it. You know, it's like it was yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, big, I, baseball was my life at that age. Um, I then I played. I had a pretty good high school career, and then I went to D three, and you know, decided to. Be professional beer pong player instead yeah. <laughs> as per usual for most d3 baseball players for me at least when i i've got a lot of friends who play d3 baseball that it kind of went the same right because i mean you either got it or you don't and at some point you kind of realize and you're like yeah all right a lot of effort it's saturday morning you know six o'clock to go to practice when i could be up till six o'clock getting late <laughs> hanging out so pretty simple mathematics Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, mine was it was very similar. I mean, I always tell my parents these days as I coach my nine year old now that little league was always, you know, the times that I remember the most. Playing with your friends, you know, a hit that you had or a pitch that you had or a, a game that you had, and just those days, those Saturday mornings or or you know, Wednesday evenings of playing at uh playing with your buddies and now it's unfortunately it's kind of lost and even our parents i should say that your my parents always talk about this type of thing in the movies when you just get all the neighborhood kids together and you'd go out and you'd play baseball nowadays you can't play baseball unless you got twelve thousand dollars worth of travel gear and pitching machines and radar guns and and that's you know one of the not to get on my high horse, but one of the issues with youth baseball and youth sports in general these days. But uh, well, it, uh, just from talking to you, I mean, it's clearly much more involved. I mean, you play year round. Yes, which is you know that was never the case with youth sports. We didn't play anything year round. Um, and then um, travel team uh, all stars was always in the summer, but. When that would end, you know, there there'd still be that would be like June and maybe some of July if you you know if you if you got far into it. So, you know, that stuff was all important and whatnot. But it was always good to have a break too. I mean, I didn't play a fall sport. Quit basketball junior year to focus on baseball for junior and senior year. So, that was probably the most serious it ever got to me was when I said, I'm sick of spraining my ankle in basketball practice. I'm going to quit and focus on baseball. And all that really was, was quitting and waiting for baseball. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> right. there were, yeah, there were, now. there weren't indoor field turf facilities and, uh, you know, pitching, uh, hit tracks machines and all this. No, definitely. Oh my God. Most definitely not. I don't think I ever threw to a speed gun. Thank God. I'd be embarrassed, but, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this too, uh, going back to like what we did as kids, I mean, a lot of wiffle ball and a lot of stick ball too, oh, like yeah. sp- spray painted box on a wall. Stick ball was always a big thing for me and my friends too. I mean, if you have four or five guys, you get stick ball game going much better than a full ba- you know, on a baseball field. Yeah. That's what we used to have. My, my backyard, we used to live in a corner house. So our backyard was kind of big and butted up to our neighbor's house. And we just used to play with a tennis ball and, and like a like a wiffle ball bat like a bigger wiffle ball bat and that's what we did all day you know tree this tree was first there was second you know that tree was third and home 
And that's oh, all we yeah, did. Just to remember, did you ever, did you stuff the bats with newspaper and tape them with duct tape? No. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Tell me more about this. <laughs> so we would, so we'd have the yellow bat. Yeah. Yellow football bat, the traditional bat. And you cut off, saw off the top, stuff it with newspaper and then duct tape it, you know, everywhere but the handle. So you'd make it a nice, thick, heavier, like more powerful bat. Weighted bat, yeah. That was for st- that we use that for stickball too. Um, it was awesome. awesome. We liked that better than you know. What we used to play too was bounce ball, and that would be with more people, so you would be more set up with you know seven to nine people playing D, if you will, and it would just you just bounce the ball to home was the pitch and bounce That's two, cricket. three, That's four like cricket, times, right? Crush it, kind of, but it yeah. wasn't. You didn't fast pitch the bounce. Oh, it was just a a slow pitch. Kind of like you just like, yeah. Like lob it in there. Yeah, I guess it was just so everybody could try to hit bombs the whole time. We had, I got this field, which they're now, it was right next to my parents' house, which they now, it was all, um, you know, asphalt, tar, or whatever. And they, they are now finally building a huge gym complex for the town, which is a good thing for kids. But the. Uh, Dude, you should go sit in a lawn chair in the middle of it and be like, you ain't demoing this, my parking lot. Yeah, my parents are pissed about it, but uh, it's a fucking eyesore right now. But that was the that was the place, man. I mean, awesome. we were there till you know sun would be going down. We're still fucking hitting the ball, trying to catch it and shit in like like darkness. So uh, yeah, that was great. That and that would be your bounce ball bat. Would be the duct taped and stuff. This fucking kid, man. I, know, I was just gonna, I was just watching I, it. I could never. I, I will forever be uncomfortable. Watching this child try to catch a baseball it is just – he does such a – I wonder how good he actually was if he could actually play. Yeah. Well, that one there too. And, and so as you were telling this, I'm, I'm sitting here watching this, back to the movie. Um, I don't think I ever once in my life with my friends took infield practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these kids are literally taking like infield, turning two and, and, and pitching – like – it's unbelievable. They were all like future coaches. Yeah, exactly. There's no time for games or scrimmages. We got to run drills. Yeah, now, now uh, in my parents' backyard, so we had a good setup for wiffle ball. And just like this movie, so when this came out, me and my brothers were like, holy shit, this is like our yard because the people behind us had this massive fucking dog and we would have like six, seven wiffle balls. And that was the fence we would never go climb to get. Awesome. Yeah, it was just like, and it just, you could, I mean, a big ass dog took huge shits. You could <laughs> smell them. You just didn't want to go. You were going to step in shit if you went over there. So. Tree was a dog line, a dog run where the, the, my neighbors set their dog out. So yeah, there's always dog shit in the way <laughs> on here. Karen Allen getting blasted in the forehead. Oh, <laughs> lumpy. Uh, from my favorite, uh, one of my favorite, although has not been, I hate to say this on the network because I'm like, raved about this film so many times but this year on rewatch of scrooged 
Mm. I had a tough audience with me and it, it wasn't holding up and I was having a really hard time. I was getting mad at the people I was at with. I was like, come on, isn't this great? And they were kind of like, eh. I've never, I've never been a huge fan. I, I mean, I like it enough, but it's not, it's not on my rotation. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. She's great in it though. It's funny now you look at this, you know, we talked about getting the neighborhood kids together. Now it's like, you can't get your kids off their lawn. Where'd Johnny go? He's not on our lawn. He's not on his dog collar fence. Well, don't get me started with that conversation. Um, Dennis Leary, too, in this. Hilarious. I mean, who was he at this point in 1993? You know? I mean, I'm so much rescue me as far as Dennis Leary is concerned because – you watch yet. Did you watch? No, never did. I know know about it, obviously, but – He was excellent on it, and I mean – to me, that's who he is. I don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, let me go do a quick IMDb. I just don't remember what he was doing. Was he always he an was, actor? He was stand up. Well, yeah, obviously he did stand up. Um, but I feel like when I saw this, it wasn't the first time that I had seen him. But maybe it was, you know. And and it was going back and retroactively watching it. Yeah, he was in Loaded Weapon One, so I would have saw him in that because me and a couple of buddies were big fans sure. of that. Yeah, not much. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing jumping out to me. Before Demolition that, Man. Actually, shit, before? The, it's, the fifth, it's the fifth movie on his run here. He was in Strictly Business, and then it's Loaded Weapon 1, and then Sandlot. Yeah, and then, wow. so, and then after that, Demolition Man, The Ref. And that's what, you know, there's, there's a bunch of movies in here that maybe, you know, maybe I didn't see this right away in 93, and it was... Oh, Bill, you're such a great stepdad, stepping away from work. This is like COVID times. I'm doing a lot of work here, <laughs> Scotty. I'd say so. At So at this point, with my son being 18 months and baseball season has started, so, I mean, I haven't been leaving the Mets games on too often. I mean, for too long <laughs> this week. I mean, they've only played three games because of the COVID shit with the Nets, but... Um, just uh this is like a fear of mine my kid just not getting this game well it's i'll tell you right now it's you just start him early that's it 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 has nothing to do you can't he can't you can't be this kid who's 12 i assume these kids are about 12 i think they're in fifth sixth grade right seventh Mm -hmm. grade but then you got dennis leary here bill doing a full wind up to throw the ball eye on the ball eye on the ball and that dippy hat he's wearing too with that brim. The fish. Look at the wind up. Jeez. Why don't you throw it at his chest, Bill? <laughs> Why don't you button your shirt, Bill? <laughs> looking at yeah, button it like button it like Scotty. He's got the top button buttoned. <laughs> looking rolling the ball. <laughs> oh God. That's great. Don't become a coach, TM, because this is what you have to deal with. They're the kids yeah. that are Still 11 and like, let me try baseball. And you got kids that are throwing 60. <laughs> right. Right. And once you get them a real glove bill, I mean, geez. Isn't it the first thing you do when you're the stepdad? 
That well, I mean, I wouldn't know, but that glove is as fake as it comes. I mean, it's it's plastic. Yeah, that's like the glove you get before you get a real glove when you're just a kid. Like like four. Oh, exactly. <laughs> he still got it. He still got it. Nice hair. I think so. We do my son's hair now. The way Dennis Leary looks. Yeah, it's coming back, man. Sixties yeah, like, to twenty twenty. And this, I tell you, the one thing that I'm always cognizant of with my son too is like, that's the hat you're wearing. That's what you're going outside in. Get that <laughs> shit off your head. Let's go. Uh, Playing in jeans and, and a belt. I was gonna say, yeah, that is the yeah, one thing I in this. Is, that. Jeans, though, that was that was the. Uh, those were the the pants that your mom wouldn't yell at you for tearing up, right? could slide they're like baseball pants yeah i guess but i don't know we rocked sweats sweats were in we're talking late 80s for me at this point so you're just wearing sweats a t-shirt it's more about like what you did with your socks remember start the stirrup style being the big thing actual stirrups though right like not socks with lines on them but actual oh, stirrups no, no, no. we had actual which were a pain in the ass because they never fucking stayed in place anyway right. but yeah, actual. And you wear them, you wear them high, or you wear them low. But then when I was younger, we used to wear it up high. Then by the time I got to high school and gave a shit about what I looked like, I was definitely hiding them. Basically, I didn't want to wear them. Yeah, yeah. But you know, now it's... I was dick coach who would be like, "You have to wear them." <laughs> like I really don't because my pants are so long. That's great. Man, I tell you, Babe Ruth got a real big boost in his uh, in his in his uh, his fame from this movie. Not that nobody knew who he was, but man, oh man. Oh yeah, you give a whole you introduce a whole nother generation yeah. plus to it. That's right. Little does everybody know he was a big uh smoke smoking, drinking, beer bellied. Nothing huge. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> it's the way baseball players used to be. That's right. That's right. Um, so that you got the big Coca Cola. See the Coca Cola sign in the background? Yep. Those fucking commercials with the new flavors during the tournament this year. Oh my god! With the like the Teen Wolf chick and the dude with. Oh my god, man! There was like six advertisers for the entire NCAA tournament, and the same six commercials ran the entire time. It was brutal. There were two of those. There was the one. There was the Coke Zero commercial where the guy came to the doors like, "Oh, you got Coke Zero? No sugars." Coke Zero Sugar or whatever it is. And then you yeah, have the werewolf one. And it, yeah, even my son, who usually loves commercials and laughs his ass, like brought that up. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but really? Like, no one else? I, I mean, oh, we can just touch on this real quick, just because the yeah, final. It's time. Sure. I fucking 
cannot. It, the, the easiest way for me to set to comment on Saturday night is very simple. The Gonzaga UCLA game is the best basketball game that I can ever remember watching start to finish in my life. It just had everything. And the back and forth, it was phenomenal. You had the favorite who, I mean, 14 and a half point favorite for Gonzaga. Are you shitting me? Like, that's insane. Yeah, man. And, I, text, I texted you and said that I was like, Gonzaga's going to win by 50. I even said it last week, I think, on the show. Yeah. It was after you watched UCLA beat Michigan, and that was a garbage game, 51-49. I mean, that game was lost by Michigan. It was not won by UCLA. That was like UCLA's bad game, and they got away with it. Um, Yeah, what a game, dude. And then then just top it off with the buzzer beater and all that. But uh, that was just phenomenal. And then Monday night, just kind of what I expected after watching Saturday – I was like, there's no way Gonzaga can come back and beat Baylor. Like, I just, I just, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. That that could happen. I know they're 20 something years old and they should be able to not be tired, you know, 48 hours later and all that. I get that. I don't blame it on exhaustion. I just think Baylor's got those guards and they just, they just outplayed them. They're more athletic. Gonzaga doesn't play anybody all year. Well, and that's what everybody was saying too, is they got punched in the mouth right off the top by... You know, a bigger, badder, faster team, and your little like weave and and half court offense wasn't gonna wasn't gonna do it, right? Somebody on local radio brought it up here. It was like a prep school from the suburbs going down to, and this has nothing to do with race or anything like that. Exactly what you mean, right? Prep school going into the the inner city. And guys are just dunking on them, and the, they're they're weaving and 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 you know uh, triangle offense ain't right. cutting it when a guy's jumping you know and teabagging you on the dunk. Listen, PJ, I I have vivid memory. So when we played, um, so it was high school. I'm trying to think if we were fresh, we might have been. It might have been my freshman year because I didn't really pay too much attention to like junior senior year. So we had to go to Hackensack. So we're Rutherford. We're all white. And we go to Hackensack, uh, all black. And all six feet something. And none of us were. Like no one on my team was six feet tall. So I remember vividly sitting on the bench because I didn't even get into that game. And we were pressing from the onset. And we were kind of holding our own briefly. And by the end of the first quarter, they were literally, like you said, just dunking on us. Right. And the gym was losing their minds. And my coach was trying so hard to still coach. <laughs> and it was, you know. But, it but was, that's it's exactly it, that. It was over by the end of the first quarter, right? Like they they had dominated, they had gotten they had gotten you. They'd gotten into your mental toughness and just essentially teabagged you and said, get the hell out of here. And that's what Baylor did. And Gonzaga couldn't do anything. No, they were, they were like Kispert and Timmy. Nah, they just, they, they could not hold their own against that team. I'm surprised that a bunch of them didn't foul out. Yeah. And they tried, you know, and they got it. I, did they ever even get it to say, I think they got it to nine or maybe eight. Did they get it down to six? I can't remember if it was that. 
No, nine was the most because it nine. was it was ten at half, but it was the closest they were getting was eleven. I don't even know if they got. Uh, I don't know if I remember nine. It might have been nine one time. Honestly, that's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no good. But yeah, it was it was kind of a, a a buster, you know, day. It sucked, you know. And I stayed up. the 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 good thing is, I you know pulled up the laptop, did some other shit, you know, for the second, for you know midway through the first, through midway through the second, and then uh, that was it. So, but in general, I was thinking about it, TM. I mean, as much as I loved loved the tournament, love college basketball. What were there any like? I mean, that did that Saturday night game UCLA versus Gonzaga save this tournament? I think the only other game that was discussed as being the game of the tournament before that game was the who was it? It was Alabama UCLA. Yeah, with the buzzer, the halftime buzzer beater or the half court buzzer beater. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, there were no, there were no buzzer beater. I mean, that was a send to overtime three. So this was the first buzzer beater of the tournament. And, uh, I don't think it saved the tournament though. I mean, I had such a good time with this, with this tournament. I don't know. It just, it was good to have it back. We didn't have it at all last year. Like we got all the other sports in different forms, but this was completely cut out last year and this was right in march right when it's going to start so we were just robbed of the ncaa tournament altogether last year so you know i was a little skeptical going in but that first friday when all the games kicked off i'm like wait a minute there's shit on at 12 15 today i'm like let me let me play some bets and start getting into this and didn't take long and i watched a lot of this i'd say i saw 70 percent of this tournament which is a lot yeah considering how many games there are but i just got to have it on at home and um, it was great, man. It was really, it was the first sense of normalcy this year. And I, I think it just, I think it was, it, 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 it lived up to what it is supposed to be because more because of us just having it, I think, than the actual like drama and suspense of it. I mean, it was a good tournament, but no, I mean, you know, usually there's like three buzzer beaters on Thursday, three on Saturday, on Friday. I mean, there's a lot of upsets early. Yeah, and for I think, sure. I think the fact that the games were, I, I think one of the things I think that went that was missing or or was off was the fact that games weren't Thursday, Friday. Or, yes. Or no, or was it? I can't remember. The first weekend was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Anyway. Whatever it was, I missed that kind of first initial Thursday games, like kind of watching on my computer while I work and and really getting because the weekends are a lot tougher, right? A little bit tougher to get sit down and watch all the games. So but in general, I'm with you, man. It was a nice escape from essentially not having anything, you know, outside of football for the last year. Yeah, so. But congratulations to Baylor. I got nothing else to say. They kicked they kicked ass. They did what they had to do. And as our uh, boy Chad C. says, Gonzaga never wins. So yep. don't bet on them. Unbelievable. Great call. So, yeah. So there you go. And then and then I texted you and him and Law. <laughs> One shining moment. I just – I couldn't, I couldn't oh take it seriously. I was thinking of uh, <laughs> all Pete's lines and all the movies. And oh, it was great. 
<laughs> he's officially ruined one shining moment for us it's forever. <laughs> he's, he's ruined the we're gonna vote on things. Oh, we're gonna vote. Absolutely. Uh, I was uh, half half heartedly wanting to text Pete and be like, "Hey, can you uh, make one of those for uh, the sportscast?" Be like, "We just watched the tournament." <laughs> ah, that would have to be on me. Yes. <laughs> Nobody makes sounders for our show but us. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we so, just got so into thank yeah. you, college. That yes. was that was fun. Yes, much uh, much appreciated. And uh, now we get to to move on to uh, other things. And uh, but back to the movie we're so gladly watching here. So Benny, just before this scene, by the way, put down you know the hammer on Scotty. Said, "Here's a hat and jeans tomorrow. You look like a nerd. You ain't allowed back." So good on him. And then Scotty almost died. Oh, man. So what? Okay, so the kid behind him right now with the orange and the white hat. What? What is his name? Ham. Ham? No, no. With the white jersey on, little smiles, a little tan kid. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's one. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. I, that's what I picture you as in your your Jersey, New Jersey Tom, nine years old. Yeah, yeah, looks really crappy. Nah, no. Nah, I'm trying to think of who I was. I'd probably be the black kid because I always had my hat on backwards. I loved Griffey. He was another one. So we played in a uh, tournament last year in October and it was like a costume tournament, right? So you like dress up in a team costume and it's just kind of a laid back thing. There was a team and I I don't know if I told you this, but there was a team that came as the Sandlot kids. Nice. And the whole time these kids are playing are in character playing the game. So, like, the kid that was pitching, like, Timmy or Tommy or whatever, the player on third, his name was not, you know, the pitcher's name was not Timmy, but the guys kept calling him Timmy during the game. It was unbelievable. One of their coaches was dressed up as Wendy Peppercorn as the lifeguard. It was awesome. It was very cool. Wow, good on him for holding that up. Yes. See, now this this type of hangout with your buddies at this age never did, never had this. Like, uh, maybe like one-on-one with a buddy or two, but I, I, there was never like, we didn't have a tree house. We didn't like, I don't know. This this is, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is just movies. Okay. Let's, so <laughs> let's talk about this. Like, they never really explain what the Sandlot is, right? So it's a baseball field in between a bunch of houses that has a tree house that only these kids use. So this is on that property? Yeah, because, right, they're up there, like, when they're, they've got to retrieve the ball. 
Hmm. I don't know if I ever, I'm going to have to pay more attention because I never really thought about this. It's just, yeah, it's in like center field of the, of the sandlot and it's, it's gotta be somebody's yard. There's a city park. I don't know. It was never, it never sat well as I got older saying like, who owns this thing? Interesting. See, don't do this to me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to be judging this film. Oh, I'm not judging. Yeah, I, I I let that all go. I don't care. Yeah, no, Sandlot is just just the local feel. I think you're got, going too into it. I don't realize that this treehouse was a uh, <laughs> fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Christmas story. Black Bart. Right. Oh, that's great. There's a ba- there's a uh, a baseball website that just like sells baseball t-shirts and one of them just has a picture of Hercules sitting on it. It's awesome. I like that. Forever. I love that. And another bit, you know, this is not the first or I I'd have to look up when Field the Dreams actually came out, but James Earl Jones making yeah. his appearances in these baseball movies. Look at that dog. <laughs> His character in this film, I mean, we'll obviously get to it later, but man, like tugs at the heartstrings for me. Just, uh, just, yeah. I love everything about what he does in this film. I think he plays it amazingly, honestly. <laughs> nice stash hammer. Mr. Now, clearly, they don't know who that guy is because that guy there is not James Earl Jones or a black guy even in general. Mr. Myrtle. I don't think I paid attention to this part last time. I watched it. see that shit all the time i love it that old school there's a sick old school catcher's mitt over his left shoulder on the shelf above the thermos you could see it closer earlier than that yeah yeah but that's what i mean like they got all this shit up in that treehouse whose treehouse is it well do they crash here in the, in this scene, well, or like before they talk about like a camp, and, he, and he's got a sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, I'm super jealous. Like this would thing, like having that place as a ten year old or eleven year old, would be amazing. Oh, listen, I'm. I mean, so this is what set in. I mean. What are we talking? 60, I think it's 60 something, 60, yeah, early sixties. Every generation before us. I, I, I wanted, I wish I grew up <laughs> to be quite honest with you. I would like to have been in the wild west and just <laughs> rode a horse from town to town, banged hookers and drank whiskey. But you know, I'm obviously, I keep hundreds of years after that, but the twenties looked pretty cool. <laughs> I like to hang out in Atlantic city and, uh, wear funny hats and do exactly the same thing I just described from the wild west. And then, uh, you know, everything just got a little too domesticated for me, bring on the fifties and sixties, but you want to be Bill, Bill and his work at home and his Babe Ruth, uh, collection. 
Oh, well, no. <laughs> but the six to be a kid in the six, the fifties and sixties. I mean, even my dad says it. He's just like, oh man. He's like, you know, all we ever did was just run around town on bikes, play sports, and you know, it was. And yeah. I did have. I mean, I'm sure you did too. Yeah. Like in the eighties, you know? the eighties were like. I mean, it was still a safe place. Friend of mine said recently, hello, peppercorn. Friend of mine said over Easter, he was at, you know, with family. And so he's, he's got older sisters that have kids that are 12, 13. And they were just sitting on their phones at, you know, not at dinner, but when they weren't eating. And just like, oh, my God, did you see what so-and-so just posted? Did You know, doing this, yeah. taking selfies. It was all about – all they were doing was cell phones the entire time. Yeah. And I was like, we were like bitching about it. And I'm like, man, what like what did we have that was anything like that? And my only thing I could come up with is like when Nintendo came out, original Nintendo. Yep. That is when we started sitting in rooms and just obviously, you know, playing video games for hours. But even when I used to borrow an Atari from my uncle, I would just play Pitfall for a little while. You know, my dad had it in television. That was harder to play but we would play the baseball thing sometimes but never was it like cell phones yeah no i i'm with you man i'm with you gotta keep my kid active he's watched so much tv just because of covid like there's nothing we could do yeah well that's it you know sports is a great thing for that anything sport doesn't matter whatever sports basketball baseball soccer whatever you do that is the thing because i have some neighbors who their kids don't play sports at all. And I don't know what they do. Hmm. That's so. weird. Also, Coca-Cola tastes better out of these bottles, too. I agree. <laughs> it's cool they brought them the retro bottle back. I'll buy every time I see it, I'll buy one. Usually they're smaller than 12 ounces, also, which is a good thing. But uh by the way, so here's my <laughs> other issue. I love the way a kid laughs. Right. I was going to say, my other issue with this is the fact that they like, oh no, never mind. I'll talk about that later. That's fine. All right. Well, I have an issue with this, that being public pools. Do you have a public pool? Uh, we used to. Now it looks like the walking dead. It's like <laughs> overgrown. And so there were. My neighbor, so my neighborhood was built in like the 50s, and this was like Detroit in the 50s, which was a huge, a big thing with what they call here white flight when the 50s and the 60s, and everybody used to live in Detroit, then everybody left Detroit after the riots. So all the neighborhoods were built just like these. This is like the same thing, 1960s. My old neighborhood had two of these community pools within a mile of each other. And you had to be, you know, special, special to be part of it. It wasn't a community, I guess, like this. It was like a membership type pool. But I had friends who were there. and, um, But very similar to this. There was a deep end with a diving board. Lifeguard chairs just like this. And that was it. There was adult swim. Huh. So what were you going to say? I did, well, listen, I mean, I come from the school of Pete. I don't really care for humans that much. And I could just not imagine going to the local pool. I have friends that go from this town with their kids to other area 
towns to do this. And I'm like, wait, you did what? Like, I mean, I'd rather get in the car, not rather, I will get in the car. And I, my family does have a beach house at the Jersey Shore that's an hour away. But say I didn't even have that. I would still go do a day trip to the beach before I would ever do this. Well, see, you guys have that option. Like, we don't. We don't. don't I mean, we have lakes, tons of lakes. You know, people do that. But I don't know. My So my mother-in-law lives like in Who's a, that old perv right there, by the way, with the, with the mustache? Staring at <laughs> peppercorn. Probably like every other dude. Good, weird. That guy was out of place right there. He had a very big smile on his face too. Oh, I love it. So like this board like this, we had this diving board in an indoor pool at our high school. Sure. And growing up in town as a kid, you'd take swim lessons and swim classes and stuff at the high school pool. Uh, and it's still there too. I, I could still remember the smell of that pool, the chlorine and everything. I absolutely loved it. That's great. He's freezing. I bet. I bet. I'm gonna look up some trivia on IMDb. I bet he was literally like Cold. freezing purpose. <laughs> yeah, they because- they they filmed this in you know October in Nashville. I actually don't even know where they're supposed to be. I don't remember what he said at the beginning. But no, dude. Yeah, I will. When you come visit, we will drive by the Walking Dead community pool, and it is exactly this. It's unbelievable. <laughs> when there was so the last time I was in that pool, were you guys affected by the blackout back in like twenty two thousand and four or three? Uh, yeah, I mean Manhattan was affected big time. Okay. So I was in Hoboken, and a lot of my friends who were working in Manhattan, to, you know, took them. A lot of them walked over the bridge or sure. you know, it's tough right. to get over here. So when they get, when they got to Jersey, a lot of them were in Hoboken. So I was with my boss at the time. who was also my buddy uh, at the bar. We were kind of just guarding the bar from looters because the whole town was out. Right. And, uh, people just kept coming by and saying hello. So yeah, but for some reason my apartment had power during that. It was weird. I was on like one of those blocks that had power. So I was so, just hanging out for fun at the bar. Yeah, so Metro Detroit. Big night around here. Yeah, Metro Detroit was affected, obviously. And so we were, I was in between my junior and senior year of college. So all my friends from like high school were back in my neighborhood. And we ended up breaking in, not breaking in. We jumped the fence and went and swam at this walking dead pool because there was nothing else for us to do. Now, there were no lifeguards like Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> Was Wonder Years on when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're not that far apart. Um, is Wendy – I'm sorry, Winnie Cooper, is she on one of those commercials that was running during the tournament? She is, right? Oh, I don't know. I, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that if she is. Oh, I swear I think she was. I'll I'll figure it out. Not here's the question. So I strange mean, male bathing suits back then. Oh, strange everything back then. <laughs> now this ain't the first time that that Wendy has been. I mean, she, at the end of the movie, they had seven kids. I mean, this chick's clearly gotten around. 
It doesn't matter whatsoever. See, she likes it. She's like. Oh, yeah. She loves it. He's just, just staring at her. Ah, the good old days. The good old days when you can just grope women and force yourself on them. Right, Deshaun? Oh, I knew it was going to come up at some point tonight. I didn't know how. Always. Always. As long as he's not a dolphin, I just don't care. This is the most ridiculous concept of all time. Night game during the 12 minutes of fireworks. (laughs) You got to respect the passion. I love yeah. this movie, everybody. I promise. <laughs> you're uh, you're a very negative commentator. Let's I'm just uh, call I'm a spade sorry. a spade. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, that kid's got a baseball uniform on. Why isn't he playing? I don't know, but this shirt that uh, Mr. Fatty Catcher here is wearing is incredible. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> Fitted hats. All right. So fitted hats. Remember when it was like if you were on a team and you got fitted hats, that was the ultimate. Yeah, now, but they were like these. Have all fitted hats now? These are like elastic. Like these ones are like they have like the elastic in the background or, or in the back, right? So, yeah, well, no. I, I'm talking like a legit. Yeah, like a like sized fitted hat. High school. And I remember it being like the greatest thing. Like six and seven eighths was always yeah. my size. So nowadays yeah, they just buy do a hat. If I buy a bet like growing up and then through high school, college, and even like in my twenties in Hoboken, always had a fitted Mets hat that I wore backwards. Like Carrie laughs when I put on uh, camouflage cargo shorts and a hat backwards. She goes, Oh my God. I'm like, what? She goes, We used to make we used to say that was your look when you would come into the bar. Um, well, you know, you need, you need a lot of pockets. That's right. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I was around town. I was I was a man, you know, about town doing some work. Hey, everybody! Uh, everybody eventually goes back to their heyday, right? That's, That's right. That We're was that is that is the TM look. That's it. You'll be Put sixty and still back. sporting it, man. I will. Don't don't listen. <laughs> Yeah, so, now his is elastic. There. I understand what you mean, but no, I never yeah. had that. I'm talking. I see. Yeah, Hams is Hams is legit yeah. fitted. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nice. So, yeah, that is yeah. legit right there. Yeah. Nowadays, it's it's flex fit. You know. Oh, for oh, that's what you're telling me. Oh, no shit. Okay. Not like these. It doesn't. You don't see like the scrunchy. You know, it's they're. They're right, still it's, size. It's like small, medium, youth, or medium, you know, whatever. Oh, but interesting. No. I never heard of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're called flex fits. But yeah, I mean, I still own legit, like fit, like a legit fitted Tigers hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta get one. I ordered a couple hats from MLB.com, and I they came and so one of them was like rustic look, and it was supposed to look dirty. But whatever ink, black ink that they used on this particular hat that I got, it had the white mesh on the back, and it yeah. was like black, black. And I, go, I sent an email. I go, I understand what I ordered. 
I said, but I know this was not the intention because not one picture <laughs> on your website looks like this for any team. And I promise you, I checked six or seven teams before I decided to send this email. And they were like, no, that's defective. Send it back. I'm like, okay. And then I had gone for like another look, like different Mets style. I just need a friggin' Mets hat like they wear. Yeah. It's the only one I'll ever put on my, I, I will cons- like consistently wear. But I need one. I mean, it's baseball season now. I, I, I bought a lot of Dolphin gear during COVID that I was going nuts and wearing because they were almost playoff bound. So now I got to get some Mets shit. Oh, can we talk about my seven foot home run apple? Oh, we can. Did you believe I was going to do it last week when I told you I would? Oh, yeah. No, I believed. But then you texted me and, you know, the Mets got delayed the whole weekend series because of COVID. You know, fucking A. But and then uh, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't put it up. I was like, oh, lucky you. All right. Let's talk about some actual Major League Baseball while these fucking herbs come on the field yeah. and fuck with our boys here. But listen. One team. One fucking team out of 30. It's got to go and fuck this up. How do you fuck this up, man? Yeah, you I just, I was like bitching to Chad C in text recently. And all I got back from him was you're completely correct. Fuck those guys. Because it's just like you spend the entire spring training, which was six weeks or whatever this year. And you're just locked in with your boys. They have like taxi services, taxi and the teams to, to whatever events. What are you do? Who fucked that up, man? I want to know. Cause it's just it's not fair to the Mets because it because it's just not fair. I mean, we then got to sit around in Washington for three days. Then they cancel the whole series. So then we got to go sit in Philadelphia and wait. It's just bullshit, man. It, you know, uh, it really bothers me. And then throw on top of it my team's performance over the last three days. And, you know, opening day for me was Monday. And let's just get right back to everything we do so well, which is Jacob deGrom fucking six scoreless innings, 77 pitches. He's throwing 100 in the second inning of the first game of the fucking season. But no, we got to fucking take him out, right? We got to to load manage. We got to rest them for the rest of the season. Because, you know, don't worry. We're going to win all his starts. Although the last three seasons, he's got two Cy Youngs and 25 wins. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Guy should have fucking fifty wins, but even with the shortened season, it's unbelievable. And I, I played it so good on Monday and on Tuesday, and I said, "Hey, look, you know, just happy they're back. That this is gonna happen. There's 161 more games. Blah 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 blah." But man, it, you know, you pick right up where you left off when when that's how you lose the first game of the season. Oh yeah. And I got to say to Chad D, with this Trevor May, this guy that we felt the need to pitch two games in a row in the eighth inning after he fucking just completely sucked my ass Monday and blew the game for DeGrom. Like, call in for our next show and explain to me your take on this guy when he was with your Minnesota Twins. Because I know know they were kind of like back and forth on two – this was two years ago, the 19th season – I know they were back and forth with their clothes. Like two guys were closing games. I know May was one of them uh, because I was doing fantasy that year, and I I had one of them. So anyway, just give me give me some scoop on this guy because three games into the season, I don't want to see him coming out of the bullpen already. And uh, but listen, I mean, I'll tell you right now, the 2021 Mets, the the season is going to ride on the bullpen, 
and I don't like what I see so far. It's 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 amazing because the game has changed so much, and wins mean nothing to starting pitchers, and a quality start is six innings, which is a joke, and uh, you know, like you have to have a bullpen. I mean, it's like it's like the equivalent of having to have a quarterback in football. I really I'm really starting to feel that that's how important a quarterback uh, a bullpen is. And then the 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 new rules which are not new but still with us like the runner on second shit in extra innings. I don't know, what do you feel about that, man? I kind of think that's got to go. Like maybe I, the 12, maybe 12th inning or you know, like can we play a couple regular innings first? Again, I mean, it's it's all for viewership, right? I mean, it's speeding the game up. It's, you know, they don't care. Well, but apparently, know? okay, so here. So the Mets, with the series that was canceled against the Nats, they announced today how they're going to make up those games. And what they're doing is they're doing one game on a common off day, you know, Thursday later in the season, they're both off. Right. And then the right. other two games are being made up with day-night doubleheaders. Seven so, innings? Or no? There's no answer to that question yet. Okay. But. Well, it, because I think. Single admission, seven inning double headers is COVID protocol. It is to get, you know, to not be in the ballpark for too long. So what you're saying now is you do a double admission day night double header. So the players are now there from 10 a.m. until, I mean, it's over 12 hours basically in the ballpark. Yeah. Well, that contradicts COVID protocol if it's two nine-inning games. But if they can sanitize and do all that. But no, that's not COVID protocol. That is Major League Baseball money protocol. That's what they were. That's what they would typically do in a non-COVID year. It's a con- You're right, but it's a contradiction. Unless you do two seven innings. So then you're out of there right. early. And you do it back-to-back. And that's what... But then there's a no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, so they've already scheduled two day nights. So it's a one o'clock, one ten first pitch and a seven ten first pitch. Right. So the question is, oh, do is they do seven, seven innings or seven innings or nine innings? So if it's nine innings, then it's bullshit. If it's two seven innings, then it's just. I mean, there's gonna be a longer gap between the games, I guess. But then, all right, at least they're sticking to their. To their guns. But but I thought they nine. were doing the seven innings to to keep them closer together. The, the problem is now they have fans, right? So, yeah, if this is in August, if these, I think they're scheduled later in the year too. I mean, we might have 70, 80% fans in the stands, you know, God willing. Well, did you see, did you see Texas, the Rangers opening day? It like gave me the chills, dude. What? They had a lot of people. Oh, because the, yeah, that's full capacity. Does. Okay, well, I mean, look. Look at the pictures. It'll it'll make you quiver in your seat. But see, it. Uh, I'm, I think that I am personally okay with that. Only because there's, like, we're now a week from that, and I don't hear mass breakout in Arlington. You know what I mean? So if these guys want to be the guinea pigs – and it comes out okay, well then so be it. Because we gotta get I want this I wanna keep progressing 
in the right direction. It, now, it, would I be at, would I be at that game? Hell no. Right. Yeah. You know, I, and I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem I, with anybody that wants to be there. It just yeah, won't yeah. be me. Listen, th- this was going on. I mean, if you looked in the crowd during the tournament, if you're looking in the crowd when there's twenty percent or ten percent at MSG or at friggin' Yankee Stadium. And people are you, – you can tell people are separated by six feet in the seats, but no one's wearing a mask and, you know, they keep cutting the fans in the stands and no one's wearing masks. I mean some of them are, but, you know, it, what's the point if 50 percent of the people there are wearing masks? You know, it's yeah. supposed to be – everybody's supposed to be wearing them. So, look, it is what it is. We're – it's loosening up. Fingers crossed that the vaccine does what it's supposed to do, and uh, we don't like. I, I friggin' almost crashed my car when Law said on the big show last week that they're back to a lockdown. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. I did not expect to hear that whatsoever. Although we're doing here, they just they're sending out stuff like it's numbers are rising again, and it's more in the kids they're finding out a lot of youth. And, and, and sports and they're, they're really cracking down on it. And so we'll see, we'll see. It's interesting. Yeah. Other stuff is opening up, but they're. And that kid has a hell of a windup, by the way. I was going to say, I was just yeah. watching it. I love it. And that's, and he's wearing that classic. I really tore the cover off the ball. The, uh, it's a, I want to say that's a, what's his, the hat he's wearing. The red K with the stripes? It's not KC, is it? It might be. I don't know. I don't know what the, the retro is. This is great. This is like KC at the bat. Or uh, the natural. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So I got it. You, you have one ball, guys? Well, that's what I was just going to say. Listen. If... <laughs> All nine of these parents can't scrap together a nickel each to give their kids to buy a fucking baseball. Go fuck yourself. Your kids are playing baseball all day long. Like, and then he runs home and Dennis Leary, this is the only ball. What about the ball they were playing catch with the other day? Yeah, where's, it's, on, it's on his desk. I'm baby Bruce. Babe Ruth. What the fuck are you talking about right now? Oh my God. Like, and this fucking kid is supposed to be this genius. The plot holes in this film. <laughs> I'm looking for on 10 right now. <laughs> I can't take, never mind the base paths we're looking at right now that are really pissing me off because they are They're not. Not a square. Aligned. They are not aligned properly. It's, a, it's not 90 degrees. It's not 90 feet, bro. It's not. <laughs> the worst ever. And this kid who's never swung a bat in his life. Oh, fuck this movie on 10. Let's go. So wait, nobody, th- like, I can't believe nobody even notices. Oh, here we go. Yeah, nobody notices, like, when he grabs the ball. Like, why is this all dirty? Nice balls. Smalls. <laughs> I might edit that drop, but I'm going to use it. No. No. I was half burping in between. So oh. what was your position? I played first base uh, in high school. 
And then I kind of played all over. Righty first base. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's how it was, you know, the tall, the tall, lanky guy. I never, uh, did you pitch or no? Uh, all through like youth baseball. Like I was always a, a pretty good player in general. So I played shortstop and pitched and, uh, high school. I didn't pitch a ton, a uh, little bit, but for the most part, just played first base. That was it. <clears throat> yeah. Being lefty, I, I played the outfield. I could have played first, but I was not a, uh, I was definitely not an infielder. How about career home runs? Did you ever hit a little league home run? <clears throat> yeah, but we always played without fences for the most part. We played on like elementary school fields. So I had a lot of, Little League home runs. High school, I hit five, maybe, I think. Nice. Like actual fencers, you know, 300-foot right. yeah. home runs. Yeah. I ne- We had a Little League fence. I never hit a home run, but I hit the fence, <laughs> and it hit, like, the top bar. Oh. So it popped up in the air. And I like dogged it to first because I thought it was gone. Oh, and you so, bastard! I know, pretty bad luck. But then, <laughs> like, I remember rounding first and seeing the ball hit the ground in, in play, and I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I got to second, and I turned around, and my father was sitting in the bleachers, and he was cracking up because I mean, you couldn't have came any closer <laughs> with it out going over. Um, my junior year of high school. So I have two career home runs. My junior year of high school, and I'll tell you, I closed my fucking eyes and swung as hard as I could. This kid was throwing 100 miles an hour, it felt like. Uh, he was a county pro, like number one prospect, blah, blah, blah. They were St. Joe's. They were like a Catholic private school. Sure. It was, yeah, it was bottom of the sixth inning. We were the home team. Down a run. Guy on second. And kid just fucking was throwing the ball. I was batting bottom of the order. Kid just throwing the ball as fast as he could right down the middle. So at two strikes, I just closed my eyes and swung as hard as I could, and I fucking bombed it, and it just rolled forever. And I, it was a home run. We won the game, name in the paper, all that crazy stuff. Nice. So that that's like the most memorable. And then the following season, my senior year, we went to play them at their field, and they had this like short porch and left. And in the first inning, I, I hit like a high fly ball to left, which – any other game would have just been a fly out, but at their field, it went over the fence. <laughs> and so nice. I'm around in third, and my head coach, third base coach, he gives, like, gives me the high five. He goes, he goes, always this team, right? And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Those are like two positive moments in my high school career. All my other memories are I have one good memory of a triple off the fence at our home run field, which – I mean, if I again, if I would have just ran, it would have been a home run. But if it would have went over that fence, it would have been the greatest bomb of my career. But uh, high school was really bad for me. I got, I didn't get along with my coach. I hated him. I was benched a lot. I used to throw my helmet at him when he'd send me like home from second, and I'd get thrown out by ten feet. I'd blame him. And nice, nice. A lot yeah, of, he was about right. Which he inherited the baseball job because there was nobody else, and that pissed us all off. But I was the only idiot who said something about it over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, my, our baseball coach was one of the swim coaches, 
was the dad of one of my brother's best friends. And the first day of varsity practice, he always, he was known for carrying around a mug, even in the middle of the day. Right. So it obviously got around, he was sipping on, you know, whiskey or whatever. Uh, sure. Yes. Of right. Course. Smoking cigars. And the first day of practice, uh, he just says to all of us, says he's got a stogie in his mouth saying, if your parents come or if you go home and your parents say you smell like smoke, it was fucking you <laughs> like joking. And it was <laughs> awesome. It was awesome. Like, okay, coach. And he just let us do whatever we wanted. It didn't matter. And, uh, we were no good. You know, we were like 500 in the season, but we did our senior year. We made a run to district finals and was a runner on second away from winning districts and going to States. Ugh. It was crazy, but it was cool, man. I baseball is still all my favorite memories of anything I ever did. Youth high school, always the best. Yeah, I'm youth, but then high school kind of ruins it. The, our opening day, senior year, I was getting a ride to the field from our starting pitcher, Joe Kalen. I had I, we were doing Popsert. Popsert was the annual talent contest. It wasn't a contest; it was just a musical performance. So I was performing "Zombie" by Cranberries, and the girl that was singing it was leaving for Europe for a week or something. So we had to run it with the music teacher that day. So I, I still remember being on stage. The song we kept, the music director was like, run it again, run it again. Joe Califf, the starting pitcher, is sitting in the seats going, yo, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> like telling Mr. Mullins, the, the music teacher, like, Mr. Mullins, you're going to have to write a note or we got to leave. Like we got to get to the field. So four o'clock game. 325, we are ripping into the parking lot at the field, running into the locker room, changing. I swear to you, I was not 15 feet behind the team, running with my pants unbuckled and my cleats untied to get out there on time. And my coach walks right up to me and he gives it to me and says, I'm irresponsible. I'm late. I fucked it all up for the team. He benches me and Joe. He benches the starting pitcher on opening day. Awesome. Good guy. Turns, yeah. Turns to my friend John and says, you're starting. And John's like, what? <laughs> Fuck out of your mind. He's like, I play first base, motherfucker. So I proceed to throw the tirade of my life. And it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I threw all the bats into the cage. <laughs> I threw glove to center field five times for it to actually get all the way out there. And I just kept screaming the F word and fuck you and fuck this. And you're not a baseball coach. You're a basketball coach. Go fuck yourself, you piece of shit. So now we're out and the assistant coach, who's also my guidance counselor, Mr. Erickson, is hitting us flies from the right field foul line out to all of us outfielders and center. And every time I caught one, I turned to my left and threw it into the track and field football <laughs> field area over the right. <laughs> and Erickson comes running out. To, this is all a true story. I will never forget any of this. And Erickson comes running out to us in the middle at one point, and he just gives it to me again. And I go, how could you fucking give me shit right now? I go, this guy's out of his fucking mind. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. 
And he benched the starting pitcher. I, I wasn't even as mad about me as I was about my friend. Because, I mean, I'm feeling guilty. Right. It's my right, right. fault. It was your fault, right? But I kept saying, I'm like, we were at Popsert rehearsal. I'm like, it was a school activity. So first inning, my mother shows up. She's sitting in the top of the bleachers. The athletic director, Mr. Parisi, shows up. He comes rolling over. He's asking my mother why I'm not starting. So my mother yells, Tom, why don't you come over here and tell the AD why you're not starting? Oh, I just shit. turn around, sitting there. I, I turn around and go, because Mulcahy's a fucking asshole. And Mulcahy <laughs> fucking turns to me and he's like looking at me, you know, and I'm going, fuck you, coach. Like, this is literally happening. And so two outs, couple guys on base, top of the first. Guy hits a flat ball. Our center fielder, who was a sophomore at the time, my friend Nick, misjudges it, ball goes over his head. Guy on third, two run score. My mother stands up. You would have caught it. You would have caught it. <laughs> my coach comes running up. To the, I'm sitting like outside first base coach box. So he comes running up to me. And he goes, you will not embarrass me here today. And I go, I didn't say shit. That was my mother. Why don't you go fucking yell at her, you asshole? I mean, it was oh getting really bad. Then my father shows up, gets out of work early to come. I see him show up. He's staring at me with a look on his face like, how are you not on the field right now? Goes over to my mom. My, I see my mother tell him what's going on. I see him talk to the AD. Then he goes and throws my head coach up against the fucking ba- the backstop and says, I hope you fucking enjoy coaching this game, Bill, because it's the last fucking game you're ever going to coach. Oh, my God. Keep in mind, the coach was the best man at my uncle's wedding. So everybody knows this guy. This and none of this can be true. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. The most truest story I've ever told you. So <laughs> he puts me in to pinch run in like the sixth inning. We're losing God knows I mean, we lost the game. So he puts me in to pinch run. And I'll never forget it. Like ripped fly ball to right field. And I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I'm going, I'm gonna score. Guy fucking makes an incredible catch, and I remember just, like, doing a fucking 360, running back to fucking first as fast as I could, diving in head first, and just beating the tag, not getting doubled up, and just standing up and looking at my coach, and he was just looking at me, shaking his head, and I kind of laughed. (laughs) Like, I almost wanted to be out, which is bad. That's bad, though, right? So it didn't happen. So we lost. Everybody goes into the locker room. The door gets closed. And he sits down and he's like, all right, so uh, obviously we got some things to talk about here. And all my senior friends spoke up and just ripped him one. And it, it like it led around the room and it got to me and I was just like, how do you fucking bench our starting pitcher on opening day? You fucking suck, coach. And he just like skipped over me and kept going. But it was unbelievable. So it kind of ruined my senior year. I mean, I. We made county, but we didn't make state. Um, and, you know, it just – you just don't have it's respect. unbelievable. I don't have respect for that guy. I mean, you're 17 years old. It's everything. Baseball's everything to you. And this guy's benching you because you're participating in a school activity. Like, it doesn't really add up to me. Dude, it's like, come on, Coaches are, are so full of themselves that – Yeah, I mean, what I always felt was this guy was trying to coach a baseball team like a basketball coach. Like, I understand discipline in basketball – but we're talking about baseball, man. And I was I was on the field with the team. The other team wasn't even there yet. 
Right. That was always my big thing. I always said to him, I actually said it to him in my 20s, like seven years later when I ran into him in a bar. I was like, the whole thing of it is, Bill. I said, I, I said the team, Richfield Park wasn't even there. Like, you're being such a fucking dick. I said, what are you going to make me run? For the sake of being a dick, right? Yeah, was it run laners? Like, is it a school function for my resume, you ass clown? And then you went on to play college baseball. I'm huffed up for that. You have to understand, like, that ruined baseball for me. I mean, I went to college. It was just like, fuck this sport. You know, like, a a coach gave me shit one day. I've, I've told the story about how I tried to skip the 10th lap on the mile. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's it, what, and that's exactly I, what it is. This coach yeah, ruined any discipline. It's all led to that. Right. This coach ruined any disciplinary action from any coach that actually probably needed to give it. <laughs> right, right. It was probably warranted later in life, but I right. wouldn't have dealt with it. <laughs> we were in, I remember being in Riverdale later in the season and uh, he sent me home on a, on a, it, the the ball barely made it out of the infield. So I'm out by like 20 feet at home. And I'll never forget, slid into home, tagged out, stood like it was like slide, pop up, like a nice pop up slide at home plate, turned around, took off my helmet, threw it at him in the third <laughs> base box. And I go, nice fucking call coach, you fucking moron. And as I come off the field, he chases me down, turns me around benches me and as I turn to go in the dugout I look up because for some reason like the stands were higher up like a little bit of a hill and there's my dad who I didn't know was at the game and he's just giving me this look and I'm like ah oh, fuck me and I just yeah, go yeah. over to the bench and sit down and I'm just like nope well tonight's gonna suck I was gonna say <laughs> you would have got the fucking backhand from me jeez I mean oh, there yeah. is one there well, is the there's home, the drive home was was just a lot of <laughs> silence I was gonna say there is a there is a level of respect, but again, you know. Oh no, I embarrass. All that does is just embarrass my parents in front of the other parents. I sure. mean, that's that's the worst. But no one, none, all of us guys hated them, right? I mean, yeah. so everybody thinks it's funny what I'm doing. So I think I'm the cool kid in high school. But my parents are mortified, right? And yeah, so I get it. But I'll tell you, in hindsight sitting around bonfires for the last 20 years with my parents and getting a, you know, drinking with them and stuff. I'm just a spinning image of my father. I mean, he's told us some stories and I always go, well, so then it wasn't really a big deal when I did that. <laughs> you know, he's just like, well, no, but you know, oh, isn't that the best? That's hearing the story of your parents is the best ever. We get a little more every summer. Oh yeah. <laughs> my dad told us a story about him being waking up naked on the front lawn when he was like in his thirties. I was like, yeah, all right, sweet. Oh, anything damn. goes anything so goes had, now he already had kids yeah oh, oh shit so the no so, so i don't know where tonight's going because i'm getting bombed over here yeah. hey now <laughs> uh, so That's- i've as as you're you're giving us some insight into how why tm is who he is and and why you get so angry at other drivers which i love i love and the mets yes I've been watching the same. Well, yeah, I was going to say, here's our answer that the uh, clubhouse is clearly where you said it was. No. So, but while I was looking, what it looks like is that the clubhouse is actually in the yard next door. So to her place's yard. Okay. Yeah. So see how like here, the, the erector set is moving across the backyard and see they're in whosever yard that is though. But I, it, so this just puts a, a much bigger plot hole in this movie. 
So they're standing in the backyard of their the the next door neighbor. So you're telling me in the 1960s, whosoever house this is, has never met their next door neighbor. Mm. Like what a bunch of assholes. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a nitpick, but it's all, whoa, look at that. Look like the leg of an animal. That was yeah, just eat. Well, I mean, you're talking a blind black ex-baseball player. Nobody wants to be his friend. Oh, my God. Well, I oh, think yeah, the see? fact that he was a player. Oh, damn. Amazing. I think the fact that he was a player, <laughs> cinematography should have won an Oscar here. Look at that! Oh, it's so great. Oh, you see, this whole time I've watched this movie fifty times in my life. I've always pictured them right now being on the Sandlot, but they're not. They're not. They're in a yard. Yeah, totally, totally. Yep, yep. It's unbelievable. Blowing my mind. You're blowing my mind right now, man. Yeah, see, look. Now they come out of that yard. Now I want to know whose fucking yard it is. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. God damn it. Every time I watch this movie, this is what I'm going to think about. I'm reading, like, so some of the the, um, IMDb facts, like, so... Mr. Myrtle had both Milwaukee Braves and Atlanta Braves memorabilia in his house. In 62, the Braves were still playing in Milwaukee. So this move wouldn't occur until three years later. So, like, there's a lot of nitpick. Well, that shit, so, that, that nitpicking don't, don't matter. I don't care about that. No. <laughs> Just my nitpick. I'm pretty sure that actor was also in... Eatman out. Who is that? I don't know what is. I I know when this movie. I like when I had seen this movie. I'd seen that guy. Oh yeah, totally. Art Lafleur. He's That's actually funny. listed first, which is pretty hilarious. The Blob, Field of Dreams. Yeah, he. Oh, that's what he's in. He's one of the baseball players in Field of Dreams, which is a great movie, by the way. Shut your mouth. Maybe. I don't know. Come on. I need to revisit. I told I think when we did our show two years ago, I said I need to revisit. I never did. Well, so let's see. Benny's got Milwaukee Braves, Brooklyn Dodgers, Cleveland, the Pennants. A giant gorilla dog thing. Ted's that that's uh Ted's root beer that could be Ted Williams. It looks like he has starting lineups on his dresser behind the babe, which that would be a bad uh that would be wrong, but it can't be that. Did you collect those? Were you a starting lineup? You're talking about like the the action figures or the the, the statues or whatever they are? Still, yeah. Yeah, because like the Jordan one was big. No, I never I don't think I ever got into those. Um weird. What about baseball cards? Yeah, I think we talked about what one of these commentaries we talked about. I did uh 
Baseball was never. We did bas- basketball and football were the big ones for us, for me and my friends. Interesting. Yeah. No. I mean, I was I was totally all baseball, but apparently, and we were going to talk about this with Chad the last time he was on with that new uh, the NBA clips thing, but we didn't get around to it. But apparently, there's some value in some cards. But every time now I say like someone brings that up to me, and I'm like, oh, I got this, 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 and this. They're like, nah. What do you mean no? I'm like, I got Conseco McGuire rookies. I got Bonds rookie. I'm like, what do you mean? How could that not be worth something? Because everybody does. Huh? Because everybody does. That's the big thing. Well, then then none of it's worth shit. Stop. It's not. That's bullshit. (laughs) I had a dream. You weren't wearing those pajamas. Get out of them. Let's go. (laughs) Stop wearing those fucking pajamas. Yeah, and whoever designed the uh, blind man's house, what is that eye up there? The ever-seeing <laughs> eye. There? Yeah, what is going on? Now, did you ever have Converse? Um, Maybe not PF Flyers, but I did have some Converse. I do remember having hair, but to be honest with you, they're such a flat-footed sneaker <clears throat> that I, I couldn't wear them for that long. They bothered me. I need an arch. You sound like an old man. I am. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Right. I'm, I'm. I've. I've uh, stopped denying my age. There you go. <laughs> I lost. I actually lost track of my age. Someone told me recently I was forty three. Going to be forty three. I thought I was going to be forty two. So uh, that, that really, my buddy. So one of Pete. So when Pete and I started our our band. The kid that came along with him, they were the same age. And I spoke to him recently, Fred, and he said to me, he goes, can you believe I'm going to be 41 this year? And I'm like, what? It's like, you're going to be 40. He goes, no, 41. I'm like, oh, wow, that, wow. Okay, fuck. (laughs) I better go to the doctor. Start a diet. I am fucked. Get that finger in your bum. Let's go now. No, no. I'm avoiding that as long as possible. (laughs) Already had the full blown uh, colonoscopy procedure, so I'm okay. All right, lovely, lovely. Just, so just put, just put me out. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> I am officially looking on Google Maps to f- see if I can find the field location of the Sandlot if it's real. I've never what? actually done this. There's no way. Why not? Should I pee in a can right now? This is only a two-person a commentary. I get a- oh, my goodness. You should pee in something. Well. Movie <clears throat> film. Location. Hercules. Hercules. Love the dog. Love James Earl. Easily my favorite characters in the film. Now, we once did, TM, we did do a, and I don't think I have the list anymore, we did a baseball movie character, baseball movie character draft. Uh Me, you, and Chad, and we did coaches, we did positional players, I think that's all we did. Somebody ended up, Benny the Jet was was taken pretty high. Yes. Um, I think it was you. Was it me? Uh-huh. That was a great pick then. Not going to lie. 
this is a great article I just found. Is this a site? The It's called Then and Now Movie Locations. It's like got a picture of their house and then it has literally just a, a Google Street View of what Small's house looks like right now. This is hilarious. Alright, I'm going to find it. Where's the sandlot? Give it to me. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Fuck, I just spilled two 20 ounces and I'm still pissing. Here it is. Here it is. I cannot believe you're pissing in a can. What am I going to do, dude? It's a two-man show. I'm not going to leave you dead air. I'm here for the binge cast. What? Sorry. Oh, okay. This is unbelievable. This is my favorite website ever. Here we go. I peed on my floor. (laughs) The Sandlot behind 1388 Glen Rose Drive, South Salt Lake City, Utah. Ah, gross. Says here it says there are no trespassing signs at the location. It's well known that the owner of the property does not want people to visit. Also, there are houses completely surrounding the property, so unless you trespass, there's no way to it. Which would make sense. I mean, that's what it looks like. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't. I'm trying to see. All right, yeah. Hilarious. And there's a picture from this guy's backyard and it literally looks nothing like whatever was happening here. Oh, they have the pool? Unbelievable. Ogden, Utah. Town? What's that? It's all in the same town, like the public pool and everything? No, it's all over the place. It's all in Utah, though. There's Salt Lake City, Ogden, Utah. Uh, Let me see. So they have like Vincent drugs here. Like they even have the wall that they're standing next to where that Coke symbol was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Midvale. It's all in Utah. This is, this is kind of cool. Not going to lie. Yeah. Even their houses all in Utah. Oh shit. Love this. Love this dog. I know. I want. I want Hercules as my own dog. Yeah, I mean, I always prefer animals to humans. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. Nineteen sixty-two. Wait. So this this is the Fourth of July. This or this is Labor Day. I never. I don't know. I, I guess Labor Day, right? Because we already saw Fourth of July. So well, it says Founders Day, there. so Founders uh, Day is whatever the parade is. Whenever their city was done, I guess. Yeah, or- we know it's post Fourth of July because the fireworks. It's about Wait, time one of Future Bills guys- Mafia guy. What? I said Future Bills Mafia. Because they're always, they always do show the mountains, so they must be. No, that makes yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, look at that in the background. Oh, 
Is that the first time they say Sandlot? Um, maybe as a group, but I think that I think Smalls calls it the Sandlot. Yeah. I need to know whose house that is. There, by the way, there was a good shot right there of the right in the background there. That is one hell of a treehouse, by the way. That's <laughs> oh, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. See, I have friends in my youth group that would have put time into actually grooming this field. I mean, they're clearly anal retentive and OCD at our age now, but the field would have looked better. Yes. Like, come on. Let's it's go. a fucking mess. Why does the outfield have more dirt than the infield? That's not a baseball field. Lastly, why doesn't Benny just give up the ball? <laughs> to anybody. Just drop the ball. You hate this plot. You hate it. That's a good stunt right there. I mean, they, they don't feel good. That guy literally just landed on his back. I love this movie so much. <laughs> oh, poor doggy. Thanks. And I love that all of this shit that has been going on in this guy's backyard, he just finally comes out. He's deaf, not even he's blind, not deaf. What right. the fuck? <laughs> but, you know, you, you would think one of them's got to live next door. For them to always be playing here. He's fine. Still not wearing jeans, not listening. Yeah. Yeah. Got his hands on. Got his hands on. Yeah. Poor doggy. Man, oh man. He just wanted a fucking ball. I'm your fucking ball, dude. I was going to say, he finally gives up the ball. (laughs) You okay, PJ? (laughs) He's fine. Look at that champ. He's better than any human in this movie. Look at that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Give me a break, humans. at that dog's head it is so big it's almost like they're not really there the way that one shot was just there it almost looked like it was yeah, you're CGI right. you're right it was like almost like it was in behind him or something yeah yeah oh my god there's a huge dog see as much as it, it, like the weather's getting warmer now and I'm excited to go play golf. I'll tell you, I wish I was in shape to go play baseball. And I don't mean like getting some men's league and fucking trying to hit 80 mile an hour pitches. But I wish – and I don't I don't like men's softball either. I played that for a long time and yeah. it is – people are just too much of assholes in that shit. Yeah. But I wish there was some kind of a middle ground – to go play some ball. I, I mean, <clears throat> maybe I should just go to a batting cage, but I probably mortify myself at this point. But I don't know. Maybe that's the play. Although, I mean, golf is obviously where it's at at our age now, but I still like baseball more than golf for sure. 
Well, I think I've I've said this to you on this show is like coaching youth baseball and not just, you know, rec league, but coaching a team that, you know, a competitive team has really kind of reinvigorated my love for baseball. And and that's all that I needed. And, you know, you got a couple of years. You'll be there. But I don't know that I have a desire to play. It's like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just throw. Yeah. Have a <clears throat> my, uh, my director at work played college. He was actually, you know, good. Not like me, but played for the same high school I did. He was a few years older than me. He called me the other, the first like 65 degree day. He called me up. He goes, Maloney. What's going on at this account? And I was like, oh, you know, some someone who goes, goes, how about this weather? Don't you want to go just get a long toss in? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. And I said to him, I go, that's actually a great idea. <laughs> like, I would love to go long toss right now because I need to loosen up my arm. I threw three wiffle balls on Easter with my brother. And I swear to God, I pulled my tricep <laughs> and my bicep. <laughs> I, mean, like, I felt both ligament sides. I was like, holy shit, I better get this shit in shape. Hey, now there was a there was a plan at one point for a binge Lollapalooza softball game. Yeah, I yeah, I kind of <laughs> shot that down a little. Now, mainly my, because my problem with that is that there was there's not enough for the competitive nature. I want a Lollapalooza golf outing Ooh. where who however many of us want to partake fly out a day early and play on Friday. Ooh. That's that's how I think that needs to go. That's a great idea. I also think the next Lollapalooza should be in Jersey because all signs point to Jersey between Pete and Logan and Warren's close and I'm close. And Except for the two guys, Law yeah. and Alex. I know, but Alex is into <laughs> it. He's been here enough. Hey, you know what? Detroit slash Windsor is a perfect middle ground for That's everybody. That's cool, too. I mean, I, again, that'd be great. Then I'd come out a couple days early, and we'd play golf by you, and there then you we'd go. go to the festivities. Yeah. Yes. We'd go, we go to the legal weed stores that everybody wants to go to, and I would just show you guys the entrance, and then I'd go back home. And, <laughs> and I, I'd come back to your place and be like, okay, this is what we're going to do tonight. You'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact atmosphere for this one. And then Perfect. tomorrow we'll do this one. And then for the live show, we won't do anything. Right. There you go. <laughs> show me the ropes. Show me the ropes. Now, look um, at James Earl Jones, by the way. Yes. This movie was 30 years ago. He looks exactly the same. Well, I shouldn't say exactly well, I, I can't tell you the last time I saw him. Well, but he was this, just this in is... um, Coming to America. I can't believe oh. he's still alive, dude. He's like 90. You're right. That's right. Coming to America. It's crazy. George? I love that. I don't know if there's another man that could have played this part. Oh, no. It's it's perfect. That voice is everything. Yeah. It's Kirby Puckett. <laughs> Kirby Puckett. Isn't that, did he get hit in the, was it in the eye or is it the jaw? I can't remember. I think Puckett got hit in the eye. Yeah. Yep. Pop. I remember watching that series. 
the Pocket Series. And we'll see you tomorrow night. I wonder if Chad D was, was even born. So James Joe Earl Carter. Jones was born in 1931. Wow. He's 90. Damn. Yeah. Did you do you remember watching the uh, Toronto World Series nineteen uh, ninety three? Joe Carter walk off against Philly. I don't think so. I was I was I was a Philadelphia Phillies fan. I've talked about that on the show many times because Dykstra was traded. That was brutal. I still remember that. They won two years in a row. Just weird. Yeah. The kid's throwing a fucking curveball with three fingers on the ball. Come on, Bill. Oh, the Mets, I, I meant to bring this up whether, not, I mean, not even knowing we were going to do a commentary tonight. So during the Mets broadcast the other night, Ron Darling, Keith Hernandez were talking about basically throwing a spitball and how, like, so Gary Gary Cohen brought it up and Keith Hernandez is like, I can throw a spitball. So-and-so taught me in, in St. Louis, blah, blah, blah. And he, he talked about how he would throw it. And then Ron, they're like, Ron, you, you don't have to throw a spitball, right? <laughs> you know, Darling's an actual pitcher. And he's like, well, uh, yeah, but I threw it this way. And they're talking all this shit. And That's it was awesome. amazing because it they're like, they're, well, this was outlawed in the 1920s. But they just were it would like to play baseball and understand they're talking about the seams, the way you held the ball. I'm like, wow, this is fascinating stuff. Like. Give me a 13 nothing game, which is a complete waste of my time. But if the announcers are talking about this shit, I could I could be locked in for nine innings. Like, it was really entertaining, man. Yeah, I, I agree. The radio guys are too much fodder, you know? I was just going to say, so I agree if they want to do that. But we've got – so Jack Morris, who you sure, know, was a right? yeah. great Tigers yeah. pitcher, does the – color for the tv broadcast locally here mm-hmm. and he has tony romo syndrome oh, where man. he loves to like say and 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 call out what's gonna happen or what pitch is gonna come and you he know and, and what like. should what the pitcher should pitch and it's like dude i don't want to i don't i don't care what your analysis of the game is like talk about after a play happens what mm-hmm. happened Sure, but don't middle of the the at bat. Tell me, you know, give him the high heater, and then he throws a low and outside slider, and the guy strikes out anyway. Like, you just sound like an idiot. Well, so. that's what's kind of happened with Romo. He's he started to be wrong a lot. Yeah, so it's exactly. Like, yeah, now you're just kind of a clown. Yeah. And can Benny the Jet shave his mustache? I mean, this is like. I know. Is it, <laughs> It is the most he, distracting thing of all time. He looks like Aaron Rodgers rolling into the like the preseason dinner for the Packers trying to be funny, but he's not funny because Aaron Rodgers isn't funny. He can host fucking Jeopardy all he wants. He's still a douche. I mean, yeah, look at that fucking stash. And where are they at here? This is is this um Dodger it's, Stadium? It's Chavez Ravine, but to me it looked like Detroit, the old Tiger. Yeah, the thing. old, the old like that's what I was just because the cow. Yeah, oh, look at that fucking yeah. 
Not the worst casting, though. Oh, no, kind of it's all like right. Him. Yeah. yeah. That fucking rim on that hat. That, oh. uh, give me a fucking break. You know, if nothing else, this is a perfect movie to tell all your kids that I don't care how good you are. Just Nine play. out of ten of you ain't playing in the pros. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> And it's not not to the kids, not to, not to tell the kids, to tell the parents of the kids. Yeah. Well, oh my god. Well, my younger brother, my brother Patrick, is nine years younger than me. So I used to drive home from college, and go to his little league games with my mother. And my mother and I had the best time just watching the parents on the other team. And, you know, a lot of the coaches would be the coaches of the kids playing, obviously, like you are. And just we would just sit there and Larry David the shit out of all the parents. It was the oh, best yeah. time. It's I mean, yeah, I, I know I could never be that way because I've just seen too much of it ahead of me. <laughs> it's oh, just yeah. such a- and that's and there is a part of every coach and parent that wants your kid to be the best that they can be. And then you also have to just, like, take a step back. And one of my parents, this was last year when we're still playing. This is my third year with my kid in, like, tournament travel baseball. And last year, one of the parents who's very down to earth and understands this was like, dude, we still put our kids in fucking booster seats in the back seat of our car. And you're getting that fucking worked up over a baseball game. Like, check yourself. It's totally true. Totally true. And half the kids now, and you talked with a lot of parents and coaches, half of them get so burned out by like 12, they don't even want to play baseball anymore. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, and, and that's why this movie for guys like you and I is very nostalgic and awesome because it brings back that idea of what baseball is all about. Yeah, it's it's a solid reminder of my youth, man. I mean, there's a lot, you know, I'm talking from 42 years old right now. There's there's a lot of shit I just don't remember. But you sit here and you and I talk over a film like this. And I I just told you some stories that I haven't thought about in a long time, you know, but clearly meant something to me. Clearly left a mark on the TM high school. Yeah, I mean, sports is everything when you're a kid. Absolutely. So, you know, and I mean, I moved home to my hometown to just about two years ago now. And I'll tell you, driving around this town, like it's just some certain landmarks and stuff bring up memories you haven't thought of in a really long time. You know, really getting older is a very interesting thing, you know, and this film gives you that sports aspect. You know, I, mean, I sit down and watch episode four of Star Wars and brings back a lot of my childhood i mean that and that movies are so good for stuff like that and uh this is this is a perfect one for baseball of all the of all the baseball films this will be the one that really takes me back to my youth when baseball was like i said to you earlier it was everything you know and winning winning the town series as a 12 year old in little league like my mom still has the jacket in her front closet like it just yeah. it that was everything to me, and uh, it's it's a great memory. It's it's something I'll tell my kid about. It's something I was excited to tell you about tonight. You know, it's a, it's just awesome. And and 
thank thankfully we have films like this that can you know that can keep i mean it helps remember important stuff and right. uh, I, I love it for that man this and is i a love very important <laughs> Yeah, I, I was sorry. I was just going to say, like, I love and we kind of skipped over it here. But the fact that this like group of ragtag kids, they essentially you get this kind of travel mentality kid comes up. The guys with the nice uniforms and their expensive bikes, yes, you know, yeah. and, the all star team, the, the all star. Right. And these kids just go and they just essentially play fundamental baseball and they beat their ass. And I love it. I love it. And that's what you know, it, that's what it's really all about. And um, as we talked about, yeah, playing in here's, our backyard. Here's the difference. Here's the difference, though. Those those assholes would have rolled in on our field with our team, you and I, and we would have beat their ass because right. we would have been better than them. I don't want to hear that shit. Get, get your faggy uniforms. Excuse my language. <laughs> and your fucking garbage aluminum bats, and we're gonna fucking beat your ass. So, so get out of here. Get out of here, Ritzy Town. Right, your your wrestling headgear, whatever the fuck that was. DJ and I are from the suburbs. We're gonna beat your ass. Let's okay? go. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Give me a break. I got my thirty three twenty one illegal weighted bat, and I'm gonna fucking hit a triple. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh god! All right, all right. Well, Great. I guess that, was- that I guess that does it, man. I guess that does it. Um. Big thing, Masters this weekend, TM. Um, I got 50 bucks on Lee Westwood to finish ooh. in the top 10. He's having like a year. I like that. I was listening to uh, a podcast today, and they were talking about that that was, you know, that's the that's the trendy pick right now because he's playing well. I'm going to cash out. I'm going to cash it out. Right. I, don't, I don't like being on the trendy pick. There and Spieth winning the tournament last weekend yeah. has got everybody on him which I like Jordan Spieth as a player a lot, but I can't never get behind. He's like him and Justin Thomas are two guys that I'm just kind of like, like what round does the implosion come? Right. So it makes me very nervous. Well, Spieth has been Saturday, like you say, right? Yeah. Saturday. yeah he's always up on Thursday and Friday. Um, Spieth is usually, uh, Spieth's kind of the same way too. Um, Spieth's had a couple like off years, so right, that's but, why. But this year, he has. Here, yeah. I heard four. He's got four top tens already yeah. this year, plus the win last weekend. Now um, Kepka, uh, Kepka got engaged within the last two weeks, so maybe maybe that. that stress is off and he can just play. And uh, Dustin, always a player. I mean, he's the returning champion. Yep, and Rory, obviously. Uh, See the the clip on social media of uh, DeChambeau, DeChambeau uh, on Wednesday. Was is that like, today? So it was earlier in the week when he was doing his like rapid drives. Yeah, with 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 VJ sitting behind him. What is? Are we? Is that golf? Or what is happening here? He's like the Happy Gilmore of golf, dude. He I is cannot. Realities, reality brought on. Happy Gilmore. I can't stand I can't stand him. I can't either. I can't stand him. He I hope he misses the cut. <laughs> I mean that's like Friday that's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> like, In I all honesty don't... and that's and that's what uh maybe at least Augusta is a little bit of a uh, uh equalizer cuz you don't have to hit it long to be right. successful Skill. at Augusta. Right. Skill course, yeah. 
Um, now, are you pumped up for this? Like, I feel like, I mean, this starts when you're, when anybody's listening, this starts today. I'm, I'm in, I'm on board. It's just kind of like NCAA round two. I, I was thinking about it today. I'm like, wow. I'm like, we kind of have a lot to talk about tonight. Everybody shits on what happens after football, but really it's just Feb after the Super Bowl. We just take a little bit of a break and then you get tournament masters and baseball early April is pretty nice. Yeah, and then we get the draft. Like, April's not so bad. April's actually – April kind of uh, says, hey, March, I got gotcha. you. We're good here. Right. And then May says, eh, I'm out of here. See you guys. Yeah. And then May says, oh, baseball. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all the baseball that doesn't matter. And then you get NBA playoffs, which you and I could give a shit about. But Yeah, what's happening in the NBA? Oh, yeah. The Knicks plus a piss. What's happening in the NBA, my friend? I had Knicks plus three and a half tonight. And they took a meaningless three-pointer at the buzzer and hit it, and I covered by a half a point. So I will tell you that of all the beats, the bad beats that I've had, I finally got one back tonight. There you go. There you go. Yes. All right. And uh, I guess – All day, man. I'm going to be paying attention all day tomorrow. Obviously following Lee Westwood, but I'm a a Spieth fan, so I I do hope he's, you know, relevant come Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to miss – and I miss Tiger already. Yeah. Oh, that news came out. Did you see? I did not. What's the latest? So they've been – and we didn't talk about this last week a little bit, but they had um, – the L.A. County Sheriff said they're not releasing any information on Tiger and that they reached out to Tiger's lawyers and they don't want him to release it. And it's like it's really weird how that's all transpiring, but – just today it came out that said Tiger was his vehicle was traveling at excessive 85 miles per hour. The brakes were never hit before slamming into a tree at 75 miles per hour. And then wasn't the report leaving the hotel that somebody said he left like huffed up, like pissed? Yeah, yeah like uh, angry. And it was yeah. it was really early in the morning, right? It was like seven seven a.m. So I, who knows it's, it's weird that cause they can tell it by the black box that is the brakes were never depressed, you know? Um, but to me, it also, it, maybe it sounds like he sleep. Yeah. He was either asleep, but, but would be yeah either asleep or just not paying attention. Right. And yeah, I would, hits a curve. Okay, I would think asleep. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. All right, TM. Well, we've uh, we've hit the two hour mark, and uh, thanks everybody for sticking with us in this pseudo commentary. We'll call it. Uh, kind of getting through our show, watching the Sandlot, picking it apart, still loving it, and uh, I don't know. We'll be back uh, maybe next week. Talk about the Masters. Talk about some NFL shit that's been transpiring. Won't even get oh, into it now. And then we've got the draft in in a couple weeks. Yeah, I would think we definitely touch on the, we show up next week for the Masters, and then it's all about the draft, baby. Very excited. Very Ooh, excited. one other thing just to oh, say because one I know one person in particular listening, but just for NFL overall, uh, Sam Darnold traded to the Panthers. The Sam Darnold family slash crew celebration if you will that was uh on social media 
Cake balloons. Congratulations, Sam. Getting the fuck out of the Jets organization is really all you need to know about that situation. So good on Sam. You know, Bridgewater is what he is. I think Sam Donald's got a chance to make a name for himself uh, yeah. anywhere but in the New York Jets organization. And I've, I've said this to Goudreau, so he, I'm not upsetting him right here, but I actually like Sam Darnold. And when you see all the highlights of uh, the BYU quarterback running to his left and throwing to his right in a pro day when there's no defense and everybody wants to jerk off about it and send it around the internet, I've seen Sam Darnold do that in a game. So everybody calm down. And uh, I I think Darnold's got something to prove. I don't think he's a Mark Sanchez. I think he, I think he's actually going to be a starter in the NFL. And 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 that being said, anybody after Lawrence, be careful drafting these kids because yeah, it's... look at Daniel Jones for Christ's sake. I mean, I, I I can't stand these New York people. I don't think any Giant fan like everyone's like, oh, what do you think about fucking Tua? I'm not sold on Tua yet, right? But at least he was from Alabama. This Daniel Jones kid from Duke. Fucking like, Duke. Give me a break. I mean, what is it? Was he point guard? Oh, he wasn't? Oh, he wasn't Kyrie Irving? What are you doing? So I think we've started to learn some things over the last few years. We've been doing the show about some of these draft picks with quarterbacks and who they actually end up to be. And I would take Sam Darnold over Daniel Jones. And, I mean, the jury's still out if I would take – Sam Darnold over Tua at this point. You know, I mean, there's nothing to be said. But as far as the 2021 draft pick draft is concerned, it is Trevor Lawrence and it's everybody else. So please, every NFL organization, two through five, fuck it up, baby. Because Miami's at six. And that's all I got to say. And we're at seven. I love it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> I can't right, yeah, wait to see our, our fucking live feed on the draft, man. It's going to be great this year. Yeah, And we'll get into that more in the coming weeks as more shit gets. Uh... Let's go, Mets. Yeah. I, I say that little uh, sheepishly right now. I'm not happy, right. but hey, a lot of games right. left. Let's go. It's early. Let's it's go, early. Mets. Uh, hey, the, call the, us. The Tigers. Uh, leave your voicemails. Leave your voicemails. Not you, Chad. Posting about the line, uh, the Tigers, PJ, you're fucking getting excited. You know, hey, listen, are you guys still over 500? Because that won't last. But no, hey. we're at 500 right now. Three and at, three. Uh, so, yeah, twins are taking. All right. Yeah. Baseball, baby. That's good. Yeah. Call us. Leave us messages. 708-316-8822. We'll get to them next week. Normal show. And uh, we'll go from there. All right, buddy. I got to go uh, dump some cans of pee out the window. And that's a clean one. Thank you, everybody. See you. <laughs> Play the sounder. I'm trying it went away. Play the sounder. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Binge Media. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget. Shut up. I'm waiting. Hmm.